There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Grammy-winning brothers Stephen and Ziggy Marley salute their father, Bob Marley, in a special celebration tomorrow at Wolf Trap in Vienna, Virginia. I spoke to Stephen about his father's biggest reggae hits like Jammin', One Love, Three Little Birds, Get Up, Stand Up, Redemption Song, Buffalo Soldier, I Shot the Sheriff, and No Woman, No Cry. Hey, Stephen Marley, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in D.C. Yeah, brother. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, we, we're talking because Stephen Marley and Ziggy Marley are going to be performing uh, at Wolf Trap. A salute to the great Bob Marley. Uh, the whole thing is going to be a celebration of, of your dad's music. It's sort of like a greatest hits show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends where you call great. All of his songs are great hits to us. So it's just a celebration of his life and music, you know? That's a good point. You're right. It can't be the greatest hits when everything's the greatest <laughs> to you. <laughs> Have you ever played Wolf Trap before? Yes, I, I just did a private show there um, a few months ago, as a matter of fact. Great. Awesome. And um, I say I, we should tell everybody you, you're currently on a tour bus, right? But I think that's cool for our interview. You know, it's like, you know, you're, you're touring the country here. This is the sounds of the road, folks. So, you know, in, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, this is the life of a musician. Yeah, exactly. So where, where I, I bring that up because, you know, where where all are you traveling around before you get here to Wolf Trap? Are, are you are, is, are you taking this Bob Marley celebration? Uh, you know, is it like a touring thing? No, well, I am on my tour, which is called Babylon by Bus, you know, which is a tour of the states here. But but um, I just left Minnesota heading heading down to Virginia now. Awesome. So you're doing your own tour and, you know, Ziggy's doing his own stuff, but you guys are going to come together for this, for this. Yes, indeed. Oh, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. Well, um, I want to know before we get into some of the songs, you know, t- tell us um, a little bit what it was like, you know, you and Ziggy, you know, you know, what was it like growing up and, you know, being the sons of, of someone so famous? I mean, it, it, it's, you, he's, his face and songs are known worldwide and you're his son. But what's it like growing up with someone so famous? Um, we didn't really know growing up um, about the fame part of it. You know, we, we come from Jamaica. We come from an island. It's, it was really about being famous. It's really about his, his, his purpose, you know, his, his cause and his message. You know what I mean? And growing up in that household with with with, with such a, a a vibrant both both parents are musicians, and you know we grew up in a musical home. You know what I mean? But when it come on to a father, we never really think about the fame. It's, it's really after he was gone, and you know the world we see the world respond to him in that sense that we we, we know the magnitude of 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 his him. But you know. 
it's all about his message to us and, and what he stood for. And how would you describe how would you describe that message and what he stood for? Well, is a man definitely love, you know, equal rights, you know, just love for all humanity, love for all mankind and God's creation. And and he was very spiritual, you know, in that sense. And that that was what he was about, you know, love for everyone. He, he said he was not on the white man's side or the black man's side, he was on God's side. You know what I mean? So those are the things where we grew up with, just being a spiritual family. Oh, absolutely. And you can hear it in, in a lot of the songs. Um, I'm just yeah. uh, like, you know, One Love, for instance. Tell me about, you know, how he came up with that song. Did you ever hear, you know, about where he was when he wrote that? I'd love to sort of hear some behind the scenes stories on some no, of these not, songs. Not that particular song, you know, that song was from the 60s, actually. And then he redid it to the one that became more famous. Not a cover. He did it over. He had an original version, which was more uh, 60s. One love, yeah. One heart, and then he, then when reggae came around now, because we, we came from Skia to Rocksteady to reggae, so he had a version of One Love, which was the original version, and then he redid it in reggae, which again is the version that most people know now. You know, right? He co- he sort of covered himself and updated it. Uh, he yes. updated it yes. for for a new yeah. genre. Awesome. Yeah. Right. As far as One Love, but I mean, I've been around when. For like, could you be love and those songs were, that were in the latter part, you know, we were, you know, always running around and he would always try to get us to sing harmony or, you know, play something along with the song. That's how he was. If you were around him when he was writing a song, you would have to be involved. You couldn't just be there. <laughs> yeah, you get in on here and, and take part in this thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, nod your head, do something. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the music is just so it's so inspiring. Um, you know, we mentioned One Love. Tell me about Get Up Stand Up. Uh, why do you think that one is so inspiring? I mean, that that will get anyone to want to stand up for their rights. And it could be it could be applied to pretty much anything political. But, uh, you know, why do you think that one works so well as an inspirational one? I think, again, as you said, the message in, in that song, you know, for anyone and everyone to, to stand up for Everyone has a right to life. You know, everyone has a right to decide their destiny, as he would say. And, you know, that's, that's what that song was about. And I think everyone relates to that, just, you know, being human and, and having your own outlook on life and, and such forth, you know. And when that song was written, there was definitely a big movement in, in, those, in the 70s, you know, a big rights movement. So... That's how that one came about. I love it. And remind some of our younger listeners, maybe, you know, sticking with the social themes a little bit of your dad's music, but remind um, our younger listeners about just the power of Buffalo Soldier, how that song, you know, it, it really talks about some important history. Yeah. You see, the younger listeners have to listen to the lyrics of Bob, you know, listen to his words. You know what I mean? Because as you say, there are so many lessons in his songs that sometimes the song itself, the melody and thing, you, you kind of get caught up in just the whole music and, and, and the vibe of it. But the words are so important, you know, and as you say, Buffalo Soldier is, is telling us of, of the history of, of these soldiers that came to, to America from Africa and was fighting in, in, in that war at the time. Yeah. Absolutely. And talk 
Tell me about I Shot the Sheriff. We've heard that covered so many times, Eric Clapton, et cetera. But man, that one, that is that is one of, uh, one of the most you know famous songs of your dad's. But talk, just talk about what he was going for with that. Did that, did that cause any controversy or you know, any good stories on I Shot the Sheriff? Um, I don't I don't know if it caused any controversy because you know, definitely Eric Clapton took it and, and kind of brought it to mainstream, you know, which which you know what I mean? It's, it's always good. So I don't really know if it caused any controversy, so to speak. But his, his motivation behind the song probably totally different than what people think, you know? Right, because it's not a literal, it's not a literal song. Like, he, he, he didn't shoot anyone right. in right. that sense. Right, but with the music, you know, the way he thinks of his music, is as a tool and, and you know, so to speak. So I heard him say, boy, he, he had a problem in, in his own group, like in the group at the time. And that's how he, he said he had to shoot the sheriff. So, you know, I think Bob would have to tell you more about that himself, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No, I love that. So it was a little turmoil in his own group as it was a little more of a metaphorical agile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah. I yes, got gotcha. you. Exactly. Gotcha. exactly. It's not. It's not NWA police stuff. It is. It is a metaphorical. <laughs> no. I shot the sheriff. All right. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I never knew that. I love that. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the more fun songs. Uh, you know, we've gone into the real social commentary, deep stuff. But he, your dad could also do, and and you guys, you and Ziggy are gonna, you know, rock us at Wolf Trap with some really fun, upbeat stuff too. Tell me about. Um, Jamming. Why is that one so much fun? I mean, everyone probably sings that along in the crowd with you, right? Oh yes, indeed. Jamming, jamming is is a is a unique one because you know the the when you when you listen to where he started that song from, it was more like a jazz song with jamming and 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 the chords changes and all of those things was more reminiscent of jazz and he was he was really into jazz chords and you know he was into into that type of music so that's that's where that jamming thing came from we're jamming kind of more of a jazz jamming kind of vibe you know <laughs> I, lo I love it i love it um and um possibly my favorite i wonder if you could guess which one i'm gonna say but my i think my favorite it just makes me smile is three little birds it's uh <laughs> Just because you probably, I'm sure you hear that from everybody ever, ever that talks to you. They're like, oh, that three little birds. I'm sure it's not yeah. novel for me to say that. But, you know, I think just speak to why you think that is so universally loved. I think, um, you know, for me, it's it's just like no matter what's going on in your day, you could have had the hardest day. And, and yes. there your father just comes on on the radio or on Spotify yes. <laughs> nowadays. And it's just saying, you know, don't worry about a thing. Everything's going to be Yes, right. yes. I, I, definitely the simplicity of the song and and that again that universal message that uplifting message that that everyone needs from time to time you know that don't worry no matter what you're going through you know it will pass and you, we will get through this but most of all i think it's just the simplicity of of the song and and, and bob too you know he was very simple you know he was a simple man you know Absolutely. A simple man. Um, yeah. and, well, and a similar and a similar thing is, you know, you know, no woman, no cry. I'm all, all the hits are just popping in my head now, but no woman, no cry is yeah. 
man, that's another one that can be that it that is, you know, don't shed no tears. I mean, it's similar to three little birds, but yeah. that, you know, it little picks you up off the ground and 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 you know, dries your tears for you. I mean, talk about do you do you know where your dad was when he wrote that or, or why did he oh, write yes. that about a particular woman or oh, what yes. was it about? No woman to cry is he's, he's talking about where he's from. Oh. I remember when we used to sit in a government yard in Trenchtown. So he's really talking about where he was from and, you know, kind of the struggles and losing good friends along the way. And, you know, actually, when, when he was writing the song, there was with a lady crying and he was, it, 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 it's real. He was really trying to soothe a mother, you know, no woman will cry. So it, it, it's really telling where he's from and what was happening around him at the time. Oh, wow. And what's that line in that song? It says, in, in, uh, in this great future, you can't forget your past. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I always remember where you're from. Always remember where you're from. the road you travel, you know? I love it. Well, you're traveling on the road while you're speaking to us. And I'm surprised the connection is doing as good as it is. Uh, great yeah, great yeah. work, Stephen Marley. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe only time for one more. Tell me about Redemption Song. Uh, that is that is just one of my all-time favorite songs. But and, any great stories behind the scenes of, of how we came up with that? Well, I mean, Redemption Song, I don't know if you know, in the Bible, the story of Joseph, right? Yeah, yeah. The Bible. There's a story of Joseph, and, and that song is kind of derived from Joseph. And my father was born in February, which is the tribe of Joseph. So it, there's a deep connection there to him and himself, you know. He, he was shot, and Joseph was thrown in the pit by his brothers and things. So that song is a very deep song, you know. And there's, a, there's two versions of that song. There's a version with the band, like full version. And there's a version with just him and the guitar. I don't know if many people know that, too. I bet a lot of our listeners probably don't know that. But now they're yeah. all the second that they heard this, they're now all racing on to YouTube to find both versions. <laughs> all right. uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to go through all those songs. I'm sure you've talked about them a million times. And you know what? If this was just you or Ziggy's concert, I probably wouldn't even put you through that. But since you're doing <laughs> you're this is a special case at Wolf Trap where you're doing a Bob Marley celebration. So I think it works on this interview. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother, for having me again. Thanks for doing this. And, uh, you know, before before you go, remind our listeners, uh, you know, just real quick, plug your own career and, and Ziggy's career for that matter. You know, what, what else? Do you guys have anything else going on coming up, you know, separate from this celebration for your dad? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're both in the studio. You know, I'm working on a, a kind of acoustic unplugged record called Old Soul. And, you know, Ziggy's in the studio as well, working on his stuff. And, you know, it, it, it's a whole legacy, you know what I mean? So it's a whole family. There's Damien, Jules, all of us, you know. So yeah. once just check the legacy and keep in tune with what the family is doing, you know what I mean? And we appreciate love everyone and the love that they have shown us over the years. And we will continue to spread the message of love and unity, you know? Oh, yeah. And and you guys are Grammy-winning, you know, brothers yourself. You're worth seeing just for your own musicianship, uh, but it's going to be really cool to see you um, performing for your dad. And do, do you ever, do, I guess, let's final seconds. We'll, we'll leave it on this one. Do you ever, not to get too spiritual or anything, but do you ever sort of feel his presence or at least his legacy, you know, around you when you guys are on stage oh, performing his stuff? Yes, man. Yes, indeed, 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 indeed. I think that's what makes it special, you know, and, and I think the people will feel his presence also, you know, not just hearing his music, but they will feel him, you know, I'm sure. 
Thank you. Yeah, I didn't want to get too spirit, too uh, Rastafarian, too <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. like but like you opened the interview. It is all about a vibe and a and a collectiveness and a and a, a you're you're gonna uplift everyone that comes to. to so it is it is a spiritual sense. Uh, uh, true, true. It is. It is. Hey, thank you so much. We'll let you get back to the to the tour bus. But I really really appreciate you taking us time to to call in with us. Everyone, thanks again too as well. All right, we'll see you at Wolf Trap. All right, one love. One love. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.